What's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Mix, daily fantasy sports picks and bets powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Make sure you download the Daily Fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Coming up out the chair, as always. We wouldn't have it any other way, man. I live my life in the red line. I will sleep just fine after I've passed on into the next world. <laughs> Enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. I'm not wasting a second on these main slate shows. We have way too much work to do and not nearly enough time to do it. For the new listeners, welcome aboard. I really appreciate you. Just to go over it real quick, we got the show chopped up into the three pillars of profit here. We're going to use run the Sims projections to lay out the highest projected totals at each positions for this upcoming main slate. Then we're going to hop over and do the penny stock section, which is the cost per point analysis we've been doing using the same projections with the IPOs, expected and projected totals, and the DK bucks to come up with the best values on the board. We've done extremely well on those. Then I've got a three-pack of prop plays. Peter Piper, pick a pack of pickle peppers. Big John about to pick a prop of pick a pickles. Whatever that means with a platypus. Hopefully get back in stack. I keep saying get back like I'm used to losing. We're doing good with these prop plays. Actually doing very well. Except for Curtis Samuel. Yikes. Oh my goodness. Stop betting anything, Commanders. Although, the people that were sharp enough to follow the show and get the overarching theme of under, 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 they actually did get paid. All right, let's jump up into the blue chip section of the show. Here we go. Brought to you by Jock Market. Again, for the audio-only listeners, do appreciate you as much as possible. But... You know, I am putting out these graphics, and I think it'd be useful to see all the information at once, and if you'd like to refer to it without having me yimmer yammer all over it, hop on over to YouTube or Twitter machine at John Legaza, the Mayo Media Net also handle, also post these things. So at the top of the board, shot colers, Josh Allen above 27 points, it's gap. Gap, gap to Tom Brady at 24. Small gap, Mahomes, 22. Murray and Jackson, the same projection. So remember, we don't want to overreact to single points. We also like jock market more than we like conventional DFS because in conventional you know, DFS play, daily play, you have to marry yourself to a quarterback, right? You only get one quarterback per lineup. Where in jock market, if you really like a lot of quarterbacks, you can... Invest in a lot of quarterbacks. Like, it's weird. It's a freedom, right? We just call this the American app, right? The jock market truly is. I think it's part of why I love it so much. You know, I'm very much an entrepreneurial individual. I base my own wealth on my free time. That's why I don't like to have a boss. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather drive a modest car and not have to get up in the morning and work for someone else than people that want flashy things and are like a slave to their jobs and stuff. So there's a little bit of lesson out there the things we want to be using the lessons we want to be using here and applying them in real life like value understanding application all right let's get back up to the board obviously allen and brady are awesome allen in a smash mouth kansas city d has been okay but the way allen just moves the rock and the talent they have on that side of the ball he's fantastic brady in a smash spot against the steelers that defense has been 
really whack against the pass. I think I've got some cool stuff here. I'm going to, like I said, it's impossible to handicap everything, but we can try and do some things, right? That's okay. Steel D's been pretty bad, allowing 70 plays a game, over 415 yards. Those are near the bottom. Three, allowing more than three minutes and 10 minutes time of possession per drive, allowing more than 72 percent of opposing drives to succeed 38 attempts or almost 290 yards a game so josh allen probably going to eat up against the black and yellow right um tampa Bay, um brady i'm sorry against the black and yellow got to like brady expect him to be all over the place chalk to the max mahomes gets allen we have seen mahomes get squashed and the bolt bills d is the one to do it though the amount of zone that they run they allow a lot of underneath completion so i don't think kansas city is ever going to be out of it but where I haven't seen a lot of talk about Kelsey and Juju, I think that's the... Right, we often talk about punch and counterpunch. So as much as I don't really like Juju, the way that Buffalo plays those high-shell Ds, and they they just rush four. They're going to give it to you underneath. They just allowed Kenny Pickett to throw for 300 and some odd yards. So there you go. I think Mahomes will get it. I don't know if the touchdowns will be there. I'm a bit worried about the pricing. Murray against the Seahawk defense. They're also pretty atrocious. Let's see if I can bring some of this up. But quick enough, Seahawk D, really terrible, allowing 31 points a game, 430 yards, more than six and half yards per play yikes more than 47 yards per drive three minute 20 seconds time of possession per drive almost 80 percent drive success rate allowed i believe those are all worst in the league more than five yards allowed at the line of scrimmage adjusted line yards more than 34 rushes for 170 yards on the ground they've just been getting smoked with 260 yards through the air per game so kyle murray gotta be a piece that you like i know people are on the seahawk offense the Cardinal defense, I know they're really bad on paper. I've stepped in that rate before. you got to look into the second-half splits. They've been very good. They're also getting better as we go week by week. Problems in the secondary, but maybe not as bad as everyone thinks. And then Lamar Jackson... They have the Giants. That D is like a little hit or miss, right? Giants D's been good, very good, like on paper, right? For the total. So the points have been low. The plays allowed less than 19 and 60, respectively, 240 time possession per drive, 67 drive success rate. But they've gotten beat up at the line of scrimmage. So if you could establish a run game at all, Lamar, of course, is going to add to that. He's a scramble more than four adjusted line, five adjusted line yards allowed, 131 rush yards on the ground, five running back yards per carry against the Giants. So they are a little soft in the front seven. And I think that's where you can get at him so let's we got to fly through this a little bit faster than that but i like to start with the quarterback because i think those are the best overarching um scenarios right remember let's not be stubborn we're using professional projection systems these things are tested and correlated they are awesome so we want to buck them up to a certain point like we want to tweak a little bit to separate ourselves from the pack but we don't want to get too cute we think about wait, what about the matchup what about this what about that these things are worked into it right so something very important there's been some dfs just master classes lately uh share adam at um stochastic and uh matic with cooper and i don't mind pumping up other people when they're helping me right so if i'm trying to help you the people that help me they're putting on master classes in theory and that's really at the at the center of it so into the running backs we go uh, about double counting right that was the thing i really hammered home do not double count do not double count one of the biggest mistakes people make in baseball as well hard hit rate and barrel rate these things are the same be careful with that using just because it's more stats doesn't mean they're different describing different things all right running backs we go jonathan taylor and the colts have jacksonville man i've been a bit worried jacksonville defense up front is pretty good they could get smushed we saw them do it once before the indianapolis run game has been terrible the line play that we thought was gonna be very good has not been 
Colts offense, minus 15 EPA per snap. I think that might be worst, minus 31%. Rush DVOA, 3.77 adjusted line yards. All those are, if not the worst, like bottom two. So Taylor does have a floor that we might not want to mess with over to McCaffrey, who's pretty, I guess he's game script independent, although we just haven't seen the blow up. They am, they are, they am, they is forcing him the rock. But I don't know, they're so bad, it's so toxic, and now you're getting P.J. Walker against a Rams defense that still does have Aaron Donald, and you can see, again, with the floor B, Barkley, you gotta love, just because he just gets the rock every single down, he's like the pass game and the run game, so you can see with the projections being so similar, again, Taylor, Taylor, McCaffrey, Barkley, Ramondre, and Fournette, all between 22 and a half and 20, so... There's another good way, reason where, like, why you have to pick two. If you have X amount of money, you could split it between five if you like them all. I don't. I want to kind of split hairs with these exp- expensive players. Remember, in jock market, these guys are all going to be at, like, $6, $7. So with $25 max return, the top return is going to be 400%, which is great. But every dollar they go up, that kind of comes down precipitously. So really want to be careful. I do like... Barkley more than Taylor and McCaffrey, though he's a bit lower on the projection. So that's the kind of bucking against the system I'd like to do, right? So again, I'm always about the lessons for me. That's how how far I'd like to go bucket. But it's like, oh, throw these away and pick the guy that no one is looking at, right? We don't want to be that cute. Again, trust the projections up to a point, understand other people use them, and know how to pivot away from that. Then it's Ramondre season. Holy mackerel, man. You guys, This guy's just been ridiculous for the Patriots. Now the pathway's clear for him to get all of the work. I mean, yes, 74 rush yards a game, but five and a half yards, 0.06 EPA per rush. Those are all very good. More than four and a quarter yards after contact per rush. That's Ramondrick Stevenson. He's in the super duper smash spot. He's going to be the most owned player in DFS, which makes him hard to get to. But in this thing of ours with Jock Market, you got to keep an eye on the pricing. If he's going to be priced in that like six, seven dollar range, he is a max play. Go after him. And then Lenny Fournette again has Rashad White nipping at his heels, but they are in the smash spot. Anytime you have the running back with a double digit favorite, he's going to be a guy people are going to look at. I do like Fournette. It's up and down with him. It's usage. He needs to be efficient because it really doesn't look that spry. If you ask me. Over to the wide receivers, it's Cup, Jefferson, Diggs, Samuel, and Hill. Again, we have a tier separation. Cup, 25 and a half, though the Carolina pasty has been pretty good. Cup's really independent of all that, but if you're looking for spots to get away from him, this again could be it. Rams having trouble up in the front. Carolina strong up front. Remember, as bad as the team is, the defense is good. It's just the quarterback situation is so bad, it's easy to flush that entire turd, right? Justin Jefferson against Miami, who's gotten crushed in the secondary. Got to love Justin Jefferson. Huge spot for him. Same for Diggs against the Chiefs, but that game's going to be overloaded. If I have a single piece, Diggs is one of them. Debo Samuel against the Falcons. For some reason, money's coming in on the Falcons. Thanks, but no thanks. They can't stop the run. Debo has been running less, but that's okay. Targets are more valuable I think they're going to crush the Falcons over the middle. I just don't... I'm not seeing this. I'm bucking this, the market on that one. I think San Francisco destroys Atlanta, even with, you know, some injuries they've had. Though Bosa played limited. Maybe they'll just work them into critical snaps. Again, this could get away fast. And then Tariq Hill for Miami up against Minnesota, whose defense really has also been kind of spotty. Do I have anything for you really quick on that. I'm trying to do like the best I can with this kind of blow through. Miami Vikings D, 370 yards per game. Not great. Six yards per play. Again, not great. Minus 4.3 EPA per snap on defense. I didn't realize how leaky they were on D. 36 yards per drive, three minutes time of possession. All those in the back half. Really not great. 27 attempts on the ground, 120 yards. 
250 pass yards per game for the Vikings. So they have been getting touched up. And at the tight end, let's just wrap it up real quick with the blue chips. It's Kelsey, obviously. Andrews, obviously. Higby is more of that floor guy, though. I think he'd be the guy I'd look to get away from against, again, a strong Panther front seven. I think the Rams win because the Panther offense is so bad. But I don't think they win going away. And north of 10, I like I, I can't say I like the Panthers, but I don't like the Rams. I'm like, you just leave these ones alone. I'd rather the public chase the projections here, right? If these are right, then we're going to lose, right? If Cups is the number one wide receiver and Higby's the number three tight end, we're probably going to lose. But... Notice the QB is not up on the list. So, again, this seems like a, um, a a miss, right? This could be a median miss. And I think the pricing that Cup goes for, he's really got to produce. And if he doesn't, give me the other guys. I think Diggs for the little bit cheaper is. I'd rather go there. Same to be said for Jefferson. So, that's the blue chip section. Holla if you hear me. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. If you're digging it, really picking up what we're putting down, jump on over to YouTube, plus the like button, stick your big old cartoon thumb inside me, because these things matter just way more than they should. So, just a quick recap. Obviously, it's Allen all the time, and it's Brady plus Murray for me. Running backs, it's Barkley, Ramondre, and then I probably go looking at the lower stuff. I'll get to that in a second. Wide receivers for me, it's Jefferson and it's Diggs. Not sure if San Francisco is going to have enough plays run, right? Atlanta runs a lot. All that play action, sustained drives on both sides. Sounds like an under to me. But I do think I'll get it done. Kelsey, again, remember that. I mentioned the Buffalo zone. So Kelsey showed you he's probably going to do the same thing he did the last game. High reception total, low yards, and then pure end zone target. So Kelsey, all the time, always. Keep an eye on him. Again, PPR formats especially because the way they play the zone, Kelsey's awesome against the zone. He's been he's in all types of motion. He looks like a slug behind the last scrimmage. And then he blasts into his like, hyperspace gear. And he's been awesome. So, all right, that's a blue chip section. Let's take a deep breath. The ball is now past midfield. Let's get up into the red zone and see if we can score this rock, yo. All right, let's do the penny stock segment of the show brought to you by Jock Market. Download the app. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks. Why does that matter? Because look at the prices of these people on the right. For the audio-only listeners, jump on over. I put a lot of work into this. This is information that can't be found all in one place. I have to do a lot of scraping and combining, which I know is what I do, but it's also part of, I think, what gives us the edge in the Jock Market using the givens, right? So given information we have is pricing in DK, we use ownership projections that we get and the point projections, obviously. Use that to create a cost per point analysis, right? There's that mill section. Use then that ownership I mentioned before in accordance with the IPO because what I have found is there really is a correlation between jock market and DK, Right, the free square players kind of get goosed up. We do know you do notice these things that I, again, it's probably a very small circle, right, of of this thing of ours, the Venn diagram of jock market and DFS, and then that center part is right where we lay, trying to cover it all, right, trying not to spread ourselves too thin. But I think there are times, a time and a place where you say that's a play for DK and that's a play for jock market. Let's see if we could bring some clarity to the fog right now. So we got two. QBs by value, three running backs, five wideouts, and a tight end at the bottom. QBs, it's Tom Brady against Pittsburgh. I already laid out that 
defensive stats are woeful. Defensive stats for Pittsburgh, he's probably going to do his thing. The salary at 6.3 makes him pretty viable for a non-scrambling quarterback. We've seen those cool QBs just kind of run away with slates. But when you do the math and come up with a 265 cost per point, that's a very important number. Because if you get down to 250, you're literally projecting for 200 points in DK. 250 is the magic number. I mean, you're never hardly ever going to get it. But the closer you get to it, remember, it could exceed projections. These are medians. So that's why cost per point is so very important. Trying to scale yourself as close as possible in a median sense towards that 200, which 200 brings home the bacon. Jock markets not to say total points don't bring home the bacon. But depending on what you paid, it might not, right? You could have, in theory, okay, if you have the highest scoring player, he's going to win out. But if you just have a rough combination of you had the fourth most expensive player that ended up being the eighth most productive, which, again, you know, just happens, you lose out. Also, one thing I've noticed with this expanded slate and jock market, now with 200 players, kind of opens the door to get backdoored a little bit more. Like, see, I like the idea because I like that there are cheaper players now. We're going to cover a few of them. But also now you notice like when there's garbage TDs, that guy's now in the slate. So where TDs are being scored that weren't affecting us, now they are. So just something to keep in mind. Again, this probably is the preeminent jock market show. I don't think anyone else is covering it to this this way. Right? Because it's you could oh I like him and he's gonna be cheap. It's it's not we don't even know that. Well let's let's just do the thing that we do. Me and you, the Cork Stats crew. So Brady and Geno Smith. Geno again, that Arizona matchup, it's a lot weaker on paper than I think it is. In reality, they're getting better week over week, but they have struggled. Now Geno has been legitimately good. I can't believe you're saying that, but it is true. Cardinals D allowing three hundred and forty five yards, middle of the pack, almost six yards per play. That's bad. But only fifty nine plays per drive, which is not bad, minus five. EPA per snap, bottom third. So it is just a mix. It's not a pure. It's not pure disgrace because they have done pretty well against opposing run games. Twenty three rushes for less than hundred yards, only four and a quarter running back yards per carry. Those are all very good. It's the problem is they're not getting to the pass. Only six sacks, three and a half adjusted, three and a half percent adjusted sack rate. Right, has led to the two forty eight pass yards, which again is not that bad. You know, could be worse. Much. It's only halfway there to the bottom. So. Uh, maybe this, then maybe that's the disappointing spot. I'm starting to lean that way. Remember, Locke had popped up with a hamstring. I'm getting away from that. If you come in midweek with a hammy, I'm out. I'll let other people go. And if you do want Seahawks, I think the run back is Metcalf, right? So that's kind of where I'm going. I think it's Arizona because the Seahawks defense we know is bad. So to give you an idea, Gino, there, I don't know if he hits that point. Projection of 20 points, 5.7 salary, 285 cost per point is lovely, but the 13% ownership higher than Brady, not going to get to it. Also, the IPO higher than Brady, give me Tom Brady in the jock market, right? So there you go, how we move the pieces and why, considering the ownership, I'm getting away from Seattle. Ramondre Stevenson, Seasonson, S-Z-N-Zinson. Jeez, man, this is just like all the planets are aligned for the most ultimate RB smash of all time, which means what, people? This has to disappoint, doesn't it? But how do you get away from it? 20-point projection, 6,000 salary. I feel like a 20-point projection is low, leaving it with a minus 300 cost per point for a running back. That's ridiculously good. The problem here is the 34% ownership. The 549 IPO is the thing we want to look for. If that holds, smash, smash, smash Ramondre. Like, hang up the phone and go smash it right now. The problem is, I think... Mondre is going to come in closer to seven, where I'm okay, but that's what I still what I think that he's going to come in closer to seven, the five and a half. Brees Hall, a guy we're really looking for. Green Bay run D has been very, very bad. The Jets are getting good. I hate doing this as a Jet fan, ever promoting the Jets because they're a habitual letdown with the Packers D on. Check out the run game: twelve percent rush DVOA, five and a quarter adjusted line yards. 
27 attempts for a buck, 26 on the ground, almost five running back yards per attempt. Brees Hall working his way into the main slot. Jets doing things, man. He's going to be good. 19-point projection of 5.8, 300 cost per point, 11 ownership, 479 IPO. That's the guy we want, right? That's, that's the dude. All of those, that is a pure, pure smash right there. I think the IPO might even stay low because the Jets are a touchdown underdog. I'm bucking that as well. I have that in my teaser package. Sign up to the Patreon. Sign up to it's free. It's <laughs> sign up for something free, and I'll give you free information that I work my butt off for. Then to Eno Benjamin, I thought he'd be the most popular play on the slate with James Conner out. The ownership here only at 22, so I think that might pop up 4.6 thousand DK bucks makes him an auto smash, which kind of sucks, right? It almost makes him like you can't play him because if he doesn't absolutely smash, you're gonna get ruined. I mean, if he does. If he does smash and he's chalk, it only does so much. If he doesn't smash as chalk and you feed him, that's a huge hit, and that's how you have to play DFS. So Eno Benjamin is really hit or miss. The thing we want then is Jock Morgan. So he's a perfect example of when you get the Jock Morgan. If he has a sub-$5 IPO, yes, smashy, smashy Eno Benjamin. The problem is if he gets the 7, then I think you say no. I don't think the talent is quite there like it is for Brees Hall. Over to Rondale Moore. Stepped in. Rondale Moore stepped into the Greg Dortch role. Well, it was more Greg Dortch was holding, you know, Rondale Moore's seat warm. Now he's a featured player at 42 DK Bucks, you got to get with that. So if you, even if you're not with me and you like the Seattle stack, run it back with Rondale. I'm going to roll with the Cardinals and come back with DK to try and avoid that injury. He's a smash play across the board. The 15% ownership for DK, I think, is a bit low. I think it'll come in above that. But again, if he has a sub $4 IPO, you smash, smash, smash Rondale more. Then it's the Tampa Bay wideout pair with Godwin and Gage. Godwin in the limited role, but I think that was because, I think it was because of the game script. I think he's playing, and if that hurts his ownership, you smash Chris Godwin if he comes in at a sub $5 IPO like we're expecting you nail that one as well I mean that's kind of what I was saying with the open slate we've seen prices kind of come down in the middle those are the guys we want to be looking for Godwin sub $5 with a 17 point projection yes please Russell Gage I've been a bit worried so I'm not buying this he's a popular he's gonna be a very popular part of the Tampa Bay stack. So here's a place, a player that fits into DK, right? So you play Russell Gage and DK with your Buccaneer stack because he's only 4% owned. If his IPO is at two bucks, maybe I'll take a little sniff, but I'm a bit worried because if the Tampa Bay's healthy, we've seen them just hyper use the tight end, which is another, that would be my value play over the guy at the bottom. We'll get to that in a second. But let's just wrap up these wideouts really quick with Zay Jones, 12 point. Projection 4.2, salary 3.55, cost per point. So you gotta love that. At 3.55 is the most expensive cost per point we have so far. Absolutely love that. The 5% projection is delicious. 3.06 IPO, delicious as well. The problem, and I'm just digging into this because I'm a Jaguar stand, is I'm a bit worried about the match, right? So the Colt defense is actually pretty good. They're especially good in the zone, and Lawrence is especially bad against the zone. So I think. We're going to go back to Kirk because the slot play is the weakness in the Colts' defense. That's when I think Kirk, people are sick of him because he hasn't been great. I think he bounces back. That's the whole I like. I'm afraid Jones on the outside is going to be the tougher spot to get to against that zone. So I'm off of Zay Jones, but I do understand that. But again, I'm not, you don't have to buy me. Your projection systems are smarter than me. And if you want to go run the Sims greater than sign, you know, Big Johnny. Be free, but I just lay out the work that I do. Last wideout is Justin Jefferson. Gotta love when the top blue chip guys pop up on the penny stock report as well. We've been tracking that all season. Those players have done 
excellent, right? So whenever we get the double indicator light on, those are the players we definitely want to circle. So that would be Tom Brady, Ramondre Stevenson, and Justin Jefferson appearing on both lists as top projected players that are also the best values. Hard to believe Jefferson with a 750 IPO. I think that's the one I'm not buying. The 9% ownership makes it really tasty in DraftKings. I think he's being overlooked because of the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Love Jefferson against the Miami pass defense. Um, and we do that one. Miami pass defense has allowed 386 yards a game, 6.1 yards per play. Those are bottom third, minus 7.6 EPA per snap, 44 yards per drive, 3 minutes and 20 seconds, 76% drive success rate, 32% pass DVOA. That is the bottom of the barrel, probably bottom three. 24 completions for 277 yards per game, 8 yards per attempt, and 11.5 yards per completion. So the Dolphins have really struggled against the pass game. Jefferson, when he's scripted in, like, wow, they really use him. He's running around. He's getting slot targets. You can't cover this guy. He's awesome. Miami's really going to struggle with him. So give me Jefferson really at the top of the board with the guys I mentioned, Brady. Ramondre, I really like Brees Hall. Eno is going to be a price play in Jock market, you have to add him in DK, depending on your lineup. Right, if you're fading that game, you don't play him, obviously. If you're going to get a part of that game, I don't know how you get away from Eno. I just don't know how you do that. Then last up, the tight ends, it's Zach Gentry, who got a ton of run for the Steelers with Fryermuth out. Again, he stands to gain in Tampa. They'll be focusing widely on, you know, Godwin and Evans and Gage and Fournette. So... Um, I'm so I flipped out. Tampa will be focusing on Pickens and Deontay and Claypool and maybe lesser Najee. Sorry, I flipped my teams there looking at verse Tampa. Sorry about that. That was my mistake for the day. Please forgive me. Hopefully you pressed the like button before I made that mistake. Um, yeah, so Gentry getting the targets low in the zone. You're right. So you notice we're getting into that kind of granular defensive matchups and I think that's where the answer is a lot of these things for bad players especially right or lesser known players right so Gentry 9 point projection 2.6 salary the cost per point right at 300 where we love it 1% ownership where we love it got to get with that in DK he's a perfect smash play for tight end $1.07 IPO if that holds he's going to be my most owned player I had mentioned the Tampa Bay usage as well that would be a good way to get away from the crowd it had been Otten the past couple weeks because Brait was out. I, I've been hearing people still talking about chasing that. I'm not going to go that way. I have it there right. So it was Cade Otten played 87% uh, um, he played, I'm sorry, 97% of snaps with Brait out. But when Brait was playing, he was playing 90% of snaps running, you know, 40 routes a game, at least 30 routes a game. So Brait is probably the guy you want when he played in week one, six targets, five receptions, then had eight targets after that, four targets for Otten, followed by seven. So the point being the tight end slot in Tampa is highly coveted. And I think if people are chasing Otten and forgetting great, that's another great spot. So don't pay up for tight ends. That's the lesson. Lots of value here. Get with Gentry. Get with Brait. If you're not on the Kelsey, you know, high volume train there. So big bang a boomer. That'll do it for the penny stock section. Brought to you by Jock Market. Download the app, rate, review, and subscribe. All that good stuff. If you really thought we did a good job, five-star reviews are the compliment. The tutti compliments. All right, we're in the 
um, goal to go situation now, right? I don't know why I'm so bad at this. Gosh, I gotta write down more stuff. I don't write. I'll tell you what I write down. I can show you my my written notes, you know, on a uh, grain of rice with a fat tipped marker. You know, I just I bring the heat, I bring the sheets, I have the understanding, I spend a week preparing, and then I just kind of let the Tasmanian devil out the cage. But I think that's why people love about it so much because this show certainly is different. I'm trying to do all things for all people. All right, let's score the rock, everybody. But let's take a deep breath. First, okay, everybody, it's the prop bet section that third pillar of profit brought to you by Jock Market, baby, baby, love that game. But again, it's not just JM, we also have spots where we want to play DFS, and then we're gonna have spots where we want to get into the prop market, have some of the players we identified in these strong situations, right? Allowing the projections to open the door to understanding. And let's start it with Rondell Moore. We mentioned the Seattle defense, already ran through that. Rondell Moore now getting his big time usage and the market has not really caught up yet so 43 yards for a guy that's going to get more than a half a dozen targets against a very bad defense in a game with a high total give me all the round deal more over 43 and a half yards love that one he's a candidate for an alt prop as well again you don't have to expect 100 he's going to pay like plus 200 for 70 probably i didn't look at they're not always out if you want to get into that stuff you want more of it if you're really a betting head then Follow me on Twitter and then on Patreon. But again, it's free right now. I'm trying to move over to premium. I've been having trouble with them. Whatever it is, what it is. We're only asking for $2 a week anyway. But like I said, it's free. So come check it out. We've got the CLV betting model. Getting in front of points every day. Using a different cost per point analysis to explain where to put the, your chips in that game, right? Because there are times where players bet games where it doesn't make sense to bet against the spread. Uh, gosh, Cincinnati is a perfect example. They're minus two and a half. That's minus 110 standard VIG. The money line is minus 125. It makes absolutely no sense. Why would you not pay the extra 15 bucks to not have to cover a two and a half point spread? I don't know. That makes no sense, people. I'm sorry. That's a value exercise. So again, feather in the cap, all the things that we do here, learning, 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 never stopping, trying to get better at our craft. So it's Rondell Moore over 43 and a half for sure. Then it's Brees Hall for the Jets. I already mentioned it. He's getting the work, you know. And I think maybe that's really been the key to edge, or will be at least in the short term as we're trying to parse through these prop markets, is maybe books being a bit slow on usage changes. So, you know, Hall's the dude now. Hall is the dude. Minimum 19 touches each of the last two games. He ran for 66 and 87 each of the last two games. Guys, you know, going way over this prop and the matchup is phenomenal so especially expected in the beginning the Jets have also shown a willingness to run in later downs right doing what good teams do which as a Jet fan is a bit shocking but the Jets have been very good Brees Hall is extremely talented and now getting the role I think he goes over 59.5 rushing yards and let's wrap it up with Mike Evans we talked about the uh, opposing defense and the Steelers, that I just think it's a disaster for them. I don't know how they cover this guy. I have some cool, I had some cool Evans stuff um, that I lost, of course. But the Steelers D has been wrecked. We know when Evans on the field, he's just like a walking, he's like a walking twenty-point DFS game. So here, Mike Evans, eighty percent of 
Snaps, he's run 130 routes, earning 28 targets, good for 20 catches, 316 and 3. 15% of the team target share, 26% of the air yards. 2.5 yards per route is thick. 13.5 air yards per target is thick. I mean, he's on a 1,300 receiving yard game pace. I think he didn't miss any missed. Right, so all just all the Evans all the time. Yeah, Evans Evans missed um, week three. That's right against Green Bay. I forgot about that. So that's he's been awesome. And this one I think is way low, sixty-five yards in a situation where Tom Brady thinks he's thrown the ball fifty times the last two games. Again, I think right there's as we verbalize it. I think we're getting to the answer here that I think usage patterns are wonky, but I do think they follow the sine wave. And I think the usage song of is if you follow my baseball work, right, we're going to do a bit of that. The usage sine wave in reality, I believe, is more narrow at the peak than the betting wave is to adjust, right? So there we have, that would explain it where I have holds usage confirmed earlier than the book, right? So my usage wave is more narrow, is steeper at the top, right? than a flatter one. So that's where I think it is. I think the books are slower, maybe using averages, opposed to where like we're looking at two-game medians, right? So just in the more of application and stuff. So give me just a wrap-up, because I know that was a lot. Rondale Moore, over 43.5 receiving yards. Brees Hall, over 59.5 rushing yards. Mike Evans, over 64.5 rush yards. Gotta love guys in great spots, not needing more than 65 yards, right? Give me very good players, in good spots, with low totals, and then the chips are going to fall as they may. And boom, 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 man. Just carpet bombing your brain, lighting brush fires in the minds of women and men everywhere here at the Mayo Media Net. That will do it for the mix here at Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, brought to you by Jock Market, man. Love that app, and I really hope that we showed you how the free $100 promo, more than enough, more than enough money to do damage just play the tight ends like if you're worried about losing and i get it listen i i'm here for you i am that person start with the tight ends and remember you get a dollar back on every share if gentry goes for a dollar and seven cents he's seven cents a share stretch your imagination where in a game where they get killed, right, like they're supposed to. Pickett throws to 300, like he did against the Bills, you know. Targets Gentry just like he did. But Gentry falls into the end zone two times, three times. Imagine your seven-cent investment returning $25. You literally can't get that anywhere. It's ridiculous. I can't even do I can't even do the math of my fingers right now. I don't have enough fingers or toes for that. But that's the point is there are opportunities there for everybody. And that's why the game is so great. They're truly opportunities for everybody. You can have totally different disparate game theories and applications and everybody win. Meaning you could be buying and make money. You could be selling and make money. You could buy during a bear market and make money and vice versa. These things, as long as you're sharp and you have a risk management plan, you can do it. So keep your eye on the JM streets, man. I am absolutely loving it. Even with the advanced slate and with the advanced... um, you know, player slate. I love it, man, because it opens up the doorways for guys like Brait and guys like 
Gentry really keep an eye on those guys because I think they have the chance to go up three, four, five, six hundred times, six hundred, six hundred times, six hundred percent, which we've seen, right? So it's not shooting the moon. I'm just shooting beans here. That really is legit. All right, I got to get out of here. We're up against the time. Thank you so much for picking it up. What we put down here at Mayo Media Net, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. Five star reviews is the bomb. Diggity yo means the world to me. But me, I just like the comments. Give me the interactions. Tag Patty. Let him know how good of a job we're doing, and let me know what we're missing how this could be any better and if you still want any more gambling you check out my twitter page check out the patreon page because we got you from there make sure you're watching everything on mayo media net i am also obsessed with tim's monopoly adventure all right that'll do it for the mix everybody enjoy the games enjoy your day when we're done with the book enjoy that pay and remember when you work this hard it feels so much less like luck yo peace man